Welcome to another episode of Serious Chats with me, Daniel, where each episode I try to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. This week I'm going to be speaking to Mike again. If you're a fan of the show, you probably remember I spoke to Mike a couple of episodes back about origin stories. Now Mike's come on for round two and this time we're going to be talking about parenthood. Mike's recently just had a baby. And I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk to him about my thoughts on being a parent, as well as his thoughts about having a baby, what it was like, and how it's changed him. As usual, I'm just going to go straight into the chat. Here goes. Thanks. This is a good start for a, a bit of small talk. Yeah. You know, you start off saying, hello, how are you doing? And then <laughs> awkward silence. Small talk comes in. It's natural. Yeah. <laughs> so for some reason, I was thinking of a little story from my past. Okay. And I thought, hmm, this might be a good basis for a conversation with somebody if I was at a party, mm. like an icebreaker. Right. You know, you're at a party with somebody, you've just met them for the first time. You don't want to say the, the usual, mm, what do you do? Yeah. You want to be a bit more creative. <laughs> this is like the question that I came up with for if I'm at a party. Okay. Have you ever had to call 911 for any reason for a stranger? Now, yeah. I think a lot of people probably had to do that. Right. But they kind of forget that they've done it. Sure. It's like they don't store it in their anecdote bank. So I'm asking you that. Have you ever had to ring 911 and why? Why? What happened? Um, I have. Well, my mom had. I when this happened when I was probably about nine or so. Um, so we were driving back from the market, and uh, this lady uh, was like waving us down, waving us down, and it turns out that her like two or three year old fell out of her car. While what? it was moving, <laughs> and instead of shouldn't laugh, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's it sounds ridiculous, but it, this really happened. Like it was, um, she she fell out of her car while the car was moving. Right, the kid hit the road. Instead of stopping the car and running to the kid, she backs up to get to the kid faster and ends up running over the kid with the tire pinning her down. So she's still under her when we were there. Does this story have a happy ending? It does. <laughs> my grandpa was with us actually right. too at the time, so he helped you know lift up the car, and my mom called nine one one, and you know, like, <laughs> you know, I was only nine years old, so I'm like petrified, like what's yeah. what, what is happening? So this is uh, just like a, a little kids on the yeah, she's like a two year old, like you can see her like her blonde hair, she's covered in blood, and she's she's just like laying there, and <laughs> I know I was like, and so like my mom you know called nine one one, and then we ended up uh, uh, trying to keep the the, lead, the the little girl awake during mm. the time and uh we keep in touch with her actually um the, there was this you know big case and all that kind of stuff but uh the kid you know the the mother you know it was just stupidity uh but actually the um the little girl can't walk now but let's have a happy end she's not dead <laughs> what so she got like paralyzed from being run over yeah like, and yeah. Does she, is she still with the mother yeah 
No, she's still with the mother. They actually said that they there was enough proof that it was a mistake and all the kind of stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't think my any of my stories can compete <laughs> with that, so I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> all right. Uh, so it's funny you mentioned children because that's yeah. our kind of topic that's for true. the yeah, podcast. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I'll just say before we start, some of the, the stuff I might say might come off as quite negative oh, no, that's about fine. children yeah. and about parenting. But, you know, just like I say beforehand, I'm not judgmental about you being a parent. If you want to be a <laughs> well, parent. Well, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> if you want to be a parent, that's fine. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you're happy having a kid. But some of us have to be parents, I guess. Yeah. Some, to continue some on of us the do. Uh, human yeah. race. Yeah. But, but don't become a parent if you're going to run, run over, over your kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right? so just, we'll get that out of there yeah. <laughs> straight away. Yeah. So I personally don't want to have kids. You've got kids. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of wondering, how did you come to the decision to have kids can you remember what you were thinking or how that happened so it it was kind of funny um well you know i was talking to my wife jess and uh we were mm. talking about like when would be the time to do it right and uh we we came back from like a gender reveal party from my one friend and uh right what is that sorry so <laughs> so a gender reveal party is uh when your friend is pregnant and they reveal whether it's a boy or a girl uh, right. Whether they know or not, it's up to to the people who are throwing this party. But um, you know, like for instance, like everybody has like different ways of doing it. Right. Like the one I was at, everybody had a cake pop, and it was white icing on the outside, or um, or gray icing, I guess. And when you bite in, if it was a blue, it's blue or pink. So everybody was like, you know, finds out at the same time. Right. You know, flash forward when yeah. we did it, we had a giant box, and when we opened it up, there was a mm. bunch of pink balloons. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it. it's little things like that that are kind of. You know, it's it's neat. It's but just one of the many baby events that you have when you're going to have a baby. <laughs> one of the many, yeah. many, many <laughs> baby events. <laughs> so you just come back from the gender reveal party. Right. Well, we were just talking about it and, and um, thinking about, like, um, you know, when are we going to, you know, have a baby? And, and we were like, I was like, okay, well, I want to definitely uh, get more settled. And uh, at this time, uh, I was still getting my master's mm-hmm. uh, and I was working at uh, the UPS store. So not exactly a great job to welcome somebody in the world with, all yep. that kind of stuff. Um, so I said to her, when I get it, uh, when I graduate, maybe we'll think about it. And I graduated. And then I was like, well, maybe when I get a better job. And she was like, okay, fine. And uh, I got a better job. Yep. And then after that, uh, I was like, What's your excuse now? Yeah, like? exactly. I was like, well, <laughs> maybe once I get published. And it was like, just so like I just so have that I published a short story. And I'm like, all right, fine. And, you know. It sounds like you kind of gave in. in the end. No, it's not that I gave in. I just think I just kept psyching myself out because I knew that we were ready. And I knew that I definitely wanted to have a child. Yeah. And, and, you know, my relationship is stable. And, I, and I, wanted to, I wanted to have a kid, definitely. But I didn't really think about it too much. And I didn't think about the idea of being a father too much. And then, like, when, <laughs> and then she she comes out and she's like, she's waving that stick with the giant plus on it. <laughs> you know, she told me that uh, we we're you know she wanted it to be a surprise to tell me, uh, but I heard her in the other room yelling, "Oh my god!" already, and I was like, "Well, there's." Let's see here. I don't think she fell, so there's not a reason for her saying, oh, my God, for that. So I uh, – And what was your, like, immediate reaction when she came out with the, the stick? Were you uh, – I was like – Yeah. Oh, was it like, oh, God. I, th- the- <laughs> I think it was like a mixture of both because it was like just more of like a holy shit moment. It, yeah. was, it was such a, like, 
oh man, this is real. This is happening. Like, you know, the concept of pregnancy is always in everybody's mind and just it finally actually happened. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, I never thought that stick would ever actually have that plus on it. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, that's crazy to think. Did you not uh, think you were... You were good enough, you know, to no, I don't not know. Not fertile just... enough to <laughs> to get the positive. No, it wasn't necessarily <laughs> that. I was just thinking about. I just, I don't know. You know, it was funny because her doctor was like, "Well, you're either trying or you're not," and I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, no, we were trying." I guess I just thought it was gonna, <laughs> you know, be a much more long, arduous process because you know you always hear these people trying to trying for yeah. months or years and. But instead, it was like you know, one like, second you're not boom. pregnant, the next second yeah. you're. Yeah, it was very, it was very uh, abrupt. And I suppose actually, like that type of moment, there's probably like few moments like that in life yeah. where you know that your whole future is going to be completely different. Exactly. From that, there's from that no one going moment, back after you know? that point. It's like you're on the road, man. It's kind of like when a roller coaster is going up that hill. You can't jump out of the car now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't beforehand. You didn't really think too much about whether you wanted a kid or why you just kind of knew yeah i I know that might sound weird but i I figured like and you know what too before this like two months before this Mm -hmm. my wife and i were out in california uh enjoying like comic-con festivities and all this kind of stuff (laughs) and she got sick and she was like oh my god i feel so bad you know maybe we can come back next year because we weren't able to do certain things i don't even remember what they are at this point well we uh she, she goes well maybe we can try again next year I'm like, no, we're not going to try again next year. I was like, we're going to have a kid at that point. And she goes, you don't know that. And I'm like, I know that too. For some reason, I just knew <laughs> it was coming. Like, it was like this, like, you know, it was just like this impending event that I knew it was coming, which is, which is great because, you know, now she's so here. you are completely prepared for it. That sounds like. I don't, well, not I, would, pre- I wouldn't not, say that, you know, but I knew you it was, knew it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I still don't think I wrapped my mind fully around it until probably around maybe her seventh or eighth month, to be honest. I was like, holy crap, there's a baby. <laughs> she's a coming <laughs> it's kind of strange from my point of view because i've decided i don't want to have kids ever ever and that's kind of something that i've really thought about mm-hmm. so when i was younger i thought oh, i don't want to have kids and my reasoning back then was well you know the world's such a crappy place right there's all right. this negative stuff that happens in the world all these bad things sure at the time i was really depressed and i was really unhappy with myself yeah and kind of part of me was thinking would I want to have a kid to bring them into this world where they could experience what I'm experiencing right now? Right. And to kind of like part of me thought, well, it wouldn't be fair for me to do that to somebody else, you know? Sure. Like I wouldn't want to bring somebody in the world to to experience, to experience this much all this pain, like, yeah, all this, yeah. the nastiness of the world. Right. So that's what I thought back then, but mm-hmm. now... A bit happier, so I've kind of changed my perspective <laughs> a little bit. But you still don't want kids, though. But I still don't want kids. <laughs> <laughs> now I've started thinking. I feel like I'm a very selfish person, mm. and I feel like being selfish and having a child don't really go together. Because when you've had a child, you know a lot of your freedom is taken away, and I have to give up a lot of stuff to have that child. Yeah. And I feel like I'm kind of scared that I'm the type of person that would have a child and then. I would just ignore them because I don't want mm. them, you know, taking away my time. Right. It's like I'm such a, I feel like I'm such a selfish person sometimes that I wouldn't. Well, I, I get, I totally get that. I do. I understand that. But, you know, I, I, I kind of, in one aspect, did think that it was going to be very hard yeah. to not be able to do things that I wanted to do still. But, you know, it, there's there's ways for sure. Like, <laughs> like I've, I've definitely, like, you know, my, my daughter's uh, three and a half months now. And uh, I'm sure it's not going to be 
you know, any easier. Mm -hmm. Probably going to be harder to do this, especially when they start talking, going to school and, you know, playing soccer and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know, I, I did find a way to still do certain things, you know, um, I know I, I'm still not at the balance that I want to be, yeah. but I think it's possible. Mm -hmm. well, I guess another thought I've had as well is that I'm barely responsible enough to look after myself. <laughs> so like looking after somebody else, that would oh, be like that's... far too much, you know? Oh, that's for sure. I mean, I, I, I felt the same way though. I'm, I'm like, how the hell am I going to deal with a baby and I can't deal with it myself? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Can't. But um, I became a lot more selfless than I thought I would be already. Yeah. yeah. I just like, you know, looking at, you know, my daughter and I'm just like, oh, wow, she genuinely needs me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's really no, there's no other option. I mean, yeah, my, you know, my wife is there, but I'm just saying like, you know, I'm her father. I'm supposed to do this, you know? So it's interesting. I, I've, I have discovered more selflessness than I thought I would have. Like I'm, I suppose a lot of people would say to what I've said, well, it's worth it, you know? Sure. And you'd, you'd probably have to be like a really, really selfish prick to uh to you know abandon your child or like ignore it yeah no, like, I, don't, I don't think you would do that yeah but... i think it's a part of it is like just my fear that that's sure. how i would be you know yeah yeah but think about it this way too you know you were saying about how like um you don't want to bring a, a child into the this world of negativity though too but if you don't they won't experience any positivity at all I mean, yeah. you, you've had positive experiences. Everybody's had some positive experiences. That's you know true, I mean? yeah. You know, when you think about it like that, you know, you've experienced love and happiness and joy and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. even though the world is gone to shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, this is no thing I think of myself. <laughs> I think if I had a baby, yeah, I would just spend all my time worrying about the baby. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd be constantly worried, you know, yeah. what's happening to the baby? Is that... What does that cough mean? So is that something that you've experienced tonight? Well, I'm already like an extremely anxious person, as you know, too. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I deal with, I suffer from anxiety a lot. Um, and I do have to say I, it has been heightened for sure. I don't know if it's whether, the, you know, the worrying about the baby, but plus the stress and, mm -hmm. and you know, the, the tightness of schedule and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm trying to deal with just a lot of change. Uh, the past few months, I mean, like, my God, it feels like it's been three years. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's been great. You know I mean? A, a baby's awesome. You yeah. know, just looking at her and she's smiling back at me now. And it's, that's like a feeling that, you know, I've never felt before. That was just, it's so awesome. Um, Why don't you describe the feeling a bit? You know, it's, it's, it's just crazy because like, you know, she, she's starting to recognize me now. It's, it's just awesome to see her reacting and you know like you can tell like she's she looked a lot like me when she was uh mm. like very young and and you know she's like you know she's a part of me and she's a part of jess it's just crazy like i thought that i would know what that felt like because you know i um i have a very loving family but when you actually like see that kid look at you and start smiling and talking now like it's it's an incredible feeling it's really cool it's it's just like a surge of of love and excitement and like, wow, this is my kid. Like I, I still can't believe it. Like, like that's, that's <laughs> my kid, man. Like it's, I'm a father. It's weird to say. And has she altered the way you feel and think about other things beside her or, or not? Well, um, it's funny because like, I was just thinking about that story, uh, that I just told you. Yeah. Right. And I hadn't thought about that story until now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and like, like I haven't thought about that story for a long time. And, um, now that I have a kid, I'm just thinking about it now. I'm just like, Oh my God, like it makes me nauseated to think about 
the idea of that's happening that happening like so it's definitely changed my mindset like you and i were talking about a book a little while ago oh we were talking about um handmaiden's tale yeah and we were talking about like how like there's a lot of like bad things that happen to kids and i think right now at least in my mind because i'm just such a new dad i think Mm. that would alter the way i think i i I think it has altered the way i think like I, i wouldn't be able to read that right now yeah so but and what about in terms of like your everyday life? Say you're coming to work and yeah. have you changed your like your attitude to work maybe or your attitude to other areas of your life or is it just? Yeah, I think that I, I um I'm doing a lot more things for her. So yeah. I, so I'm th- doing a lot of things uh, keeping her in mind. Like so, if I'm like like you know getting annoyed at something, I'm like, well, no, I got to do this because I, I want you know, to got to do it for her. Yeah. So so yeah no I, I think i'm definitely uh i'm changing my prerogatives of changing my perspective on certain things so and do you think that's like a negative thing or not that you've uh no that's kind of like almost plays into what my fears were you know well i'm scared that if i had a kid all of those changes would be for the worst not for the better i don't think it's for the worst at all and i'll tell you why because before her I was a lot more immature than I am now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying I'm any more, I'm like, like, you know, <laughs> a stickler now, like, but yeah. like, because I know I'm still just a, a giant kid, but like before her, like I, my responsibility level and my capacity to, to take care of things was a lot less. But now I've noticed that I'm doing better at work, better at maintaining a rigorous schedule. It's made me become a better person. So you've talked about your feelings mm-hmm. after yeah after she came along uh-huh. how were you feeling like in the lead up to the to the birth when your wife was pregnant like the months before how what were you what was going through <laughs> your mind you know i do have to say like you were, you were saying like anxiety would be raised mm-hmm. uh during those nine months prepare for that you know if you would ever decide to change your mind about <laughs> this yeah. because um that is a time where where it was very uh nervous nerve-wracking and and, you know i I was thinking a lot of you know financially like am i going to be able to support the baby am i going to be able to is this house enough for this baby you know like do i have enough space for all the stuff um are the schools in this area good enough etc etc you know you start uh, looking at the big picture and asking yourself a lot more questions um and then i also on another side of things i also was very much concerned about my wife's health yeah so i started thinking about uh things on her end a lot more you know starting seeing things from her perspective and how she's dealing with things and what i can do to help her um and then like you know once we got to like month nine like it was like every day there was something different uh there was some health complications at the end so we spent you know random days at the hospital and that kind of stuff and you know it was it was intense it was it was uh it was a lot of life-changing moments in a very short amount of time i guess when when anybody faces like adversity of some kind or challenges of some kind they're gonna grow from that and learn from that i think it's i think you have to look at yourself and how you respond to it you know what i mean like there were there are times during these different changes especially with mari where i'm like afterwards i take a step back and i'm like i never thought i would be the person who has who did it who responded to a situation like that in that way yeah And, and it wasn't um always a good thing either you know like like when uh when the baby started crying like i made a vow that I, like at night whenever like it was time to get up you know i, I would be there i'll be all the time yeah. there were there were nights where like i was just like i just you want to break that vow. i just <laughs> couldn't do it <laughs> you know and and I, and I just um 
you know, there was a lot of different things like, no, I have to do this. I have to do it this way. I have to do it this way. Um, but then sometimes you can't. You have to. You surprise yourself at what you don't do. <laughs> yeah. From my point of view, mm-hmm. owned up as people like me that you know they don't want children, and then they accidentally, you know, the the wife gets pregnant accidentally right. or something. Right, 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 right. And then through that adversity of you know the lead up to the pregnancy, where you've got all these challenges. Yeah. And then the pregnancy itself, and then. You know, afterwards, looking after the baby, yeah. that changes them so much that they change their minds about well whether they wanted kids. Yeah, they've like, kind of. They've got, well, I think the they kids, have, I think know, they had to make a decision for themselves because, like, are they gonna like wallow in uh, yeah being miserable for the rest of their life? They're in this situation, or are they gonna change their mindset? They're like, okay, cool. Well, you know, I've I've seen it so many times where everybody says, as soon as you see that kid, your mind will change. Well, I don't know if it's like a snap, but it uh it does uh definitely it's a, it's a very abrupt yeah. mind change you know you you do experience love that you wouldn't have known that you could even do so so just describe to me the first moment when you saw your your daughter <laughs> it was so quick. did did it change oh yeah well i mean like i was already like so in such an, in shock from the whole like past 48 hours mm. and like finally you see her and i'm just like oh my there really was a kid in there the whole time <laughs> um you know and and just like you know just see her and she was just crying just lightly enough and i was like oh my god this is it this is she's actually here like you know i was also afraid too because um the the you know the uh labor was going fine for a while but then at the very end uh the baby's heart rate went all the way down to 40 and uh, the doctor said like if you don't push her out within the next like minute we're gonna have to get a c-section yeah uh, so like, you know, things got really tense. Uh, and then, you know, Jess was able to, you know, have the baby naturally and, uh, you know, uh, then you just see her like, but like the doctor just pulled her out so quickly and then just plopped her on his chest. Like it wasn't a baby. It was just like, here you go. And I was like, <laughs> shit, that's the baby right there. And so it was just, it was incredible to see her. And, and I think that in my mind it was, you know, like, uh, kind of. You know how um, I can't remember the, the name of the guy, but they were saying that people were in a creative writing workshop. Excuse mm-hmm. the tangent, but this will make sense in a minute. <laughs> so the guy was trying to write a story about a guy being having a gun up to his head, and when the gun was pointed to him, he started thinking about all the memories and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the guy, you know, he handed the the story to his writing professor, and the writing professor, um, the guy brought in a gun and pointed it to the student, and he said, "Are you thinking about your memories now?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "What are you thinking about?" He's like, "Nothing." And he goes, "Okay, well then write that," because like it, you just feel like see this white hot mess. You don't think about this like cinematic flash, you know, this surge of whatever. But um, th- in this respect, it was like a white hot mess of <laughs> like it was. <laughs> It was just like it was just like this jumbled up like oh my god this is actually happening this you know it, so much love but shock and surrealness it's just crazy but it's it's like it was just like an abstract wave. So do you, like in terms of you being kind of conscious <laughs> of it, it's kind of almost like you weren't in a, the same state of awareness as what you are right now would you say that no it was like survival mode like i was saying like it's like just like like this is happening like it's like a heightened like acute awareness of what's happening i was like running on adrenaline yeah exactly it was exactly that 
nothing in your mind. It's almost like you're not even experiencing it. It's like I mean, somebody else is right. experiencing it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably the same thing as like, you know, when you see somebody, you know, your your spouse walking down the aisle or you're getting into a car accident or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, I remember the, like these very specific memories and that's the kind of stuff that, you know, parenthood seems to be made out of. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you, t- it's kind of like the ultimate relief eight or nine months of, you yeah. know. And then she's finally here and you're like, okay, that part's over. Now we get to, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, it's great, you know, just, you know, going home, seeing her, it's really cool. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, going home and just seeing her smile or cry even, you know, just, just yeah. the fact that she's here is just, it's like, it's, it's, it's a, a new memory every day. It's really crazy. Now I'm going to shift the conversation. Do you need to share that memory to Facebook? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my gripes. People right. like go onto Facebook and they love to post everything that their baby does. Yeah. Now, I apologize because <laughs> your wife probably We're friends on this. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I d- I'm trying to figure out why this annoys me so much. But well, you know what? I, I guess it's kind of like the idea that other people think that I care that much about their baby that i want to see you know post about them every day (laughs) are they posting it for other people to see or are they posting it because they love that moment so much that they want to just post it for themselves almost i don't know you tell me what how what's the thought process yeah i don't know a few weeks ago i sent i sent you like a a statistic which was something like yeah new mothers use facebook two and a half times more than normal people yeah exactly And, and it's true like you know i mean jess does uh to a point, like she doesn't drown it, but she definitely yeah. posts it on a regular basis. And I've I've seen like some of my friends whose you know whose wives <laughs> have babies. And I'm just like, oh my god, okay, all right, yeah. Now I get the point. I I do get it, but I think you also need to be I don't know it's mindful. Still, yeah, it's kind of mindful because uh, uh, people are gonna unfollow you real quick. <laughs> I kind of understand the way because it's kind of like anything the baby does. It's like you're so proud of it. Right, you just want to just want to share it with gushing. everybody else. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's going to sound stupid, but I feel the same way about our cats sometimes. No, it's, it's like, yeah, well, that's I... what we did before Mari. We had, uh, you know, if, uh, if my cats <laughs> or dogs or anything, we posted it on Facebook. But I, like, so obviously if I see the cats doing something funny, I'm like, oh, I've got to put this on Facebook. Yeah. But then usually I stop myself and think, well, does anybody really care about the cat <laughs> rolling on its back and looking cute? I don't know. But, People uh, like cats. That's one of my gripes. I'm just, you know... <laughs> Was this entire podcast a polite way to ask yeah, me to just, stop posting? Just, just stop the posts right. on, on Facebook, okay? All right. Tell your wife as well. Cause I'll, I'll be sure to do that. I don't want to unfollow you guys. I don't want to unfriend <laughs> you, but it might happen. So, so are you saying that my baby isn't cute? Is that what this is about? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing I probably shouldn't say, but, you know, <laughs> all babies kind of just look the same to me. You know, well, how do you how do you feel about that? If If... If they took ten babies and they put them in the lineup, do you right. think you could? <laughs> you could. Could I pick out my yeah. baby? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Maybe it's because I don't like look at babies well, enough to uh, you know like differentiate between. Yeah, them. yeah. I don't know, man. Like, there's some ugly babies out there. For me, it's not just the uh, the baby photos. It's actually the lead up to the to the baby. Like you mm. were saying earlier about oh, the, all the pregnancy stuff, the gender the party. Do you need the <laughs> Do you need a gender party? Do you need a Yeah, I don't know. It's like a bit overkill, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, these are the same people who are having five million parties before the main mm. party type thing. 
So I don't know. You've got to have the pre-party in the pre-party yeah. to the pre-party. And the I think, you know, the... you and I are, are <laughs> you and I aren't necessarily the most social people either. So maybe we shouldn't even be talking about That's this true. because we don't really like parties that much. We don't like parties. So, yeah. so I was talking earlier about bringing a baby into this like negative world. I'm wondering, are you ever scared that some of your negative aspects are going to, you know, be relayed onto your, oh, absolutely. To your baby absolutely. And... Yeah. Um, you know, like we were saying, like uh, anxiety, that's a big thing that I contend with every day. And, you know, if, if uh, my daughter would get the level of anxiety that I have, mm-hmm. or whether it was, you know, whether it's genetic or just environmental, whatever that is, you know, if she would get that, I would be devastated. You know, I, I really struggle with that a lot. It, it, it definitely impedes productivity, just the daily function a lot. And uh, if she would get that, I would feel terrible. But I suppose, what can you really do in, you know, just... Yeah, it's, you know... You, it's, it's such a complex thing is that you could never re... You, was, you obviously you would never purposely... Right. ...give that to your child, but, like, there's nothing really you can do about it, is there? It's kind of... I mean, I guess I could try to, like... I could be a better person for myself and for the sake of her, you know, so she doesn't see that. Yeah. Um, You know, I think that's the only thing I really can do is just try to be a better person so she can see the positive sides over the negative sides but you know everybody has negative sides i just hope she doesn't get mine so it's kind of forcing you to to be a, a better person then yeah isn't it? yeah it really is when you think about it like that you know even you know we try very hard not to like be mad at each other or scream at each other in front of the baby and yeah. stuff like that so you know it's it's improved in ways that you you know you know you think about it until you start talking about it i think that's important to try to be a better person for your kids, not just in front of your kids, just do it for the sake of your kids and yeah. applying it even if they're not around. But and I guess there's also just like attitude as well, which you can pass on. Yeah. Is that kind of pass? I imagine that gets passed on a lot through like conversations you have with the kids or like yeah. attitudes that you can relate to them. Well, let's do a little bit of role play, okay? Okay. So All you, right. you're going to ask me, what do you want to be when you grow older? Right. That's where we'll start. Okay. What What do you want to be when you grow up? When I grow up, I want to be the first female president of the United States. So I see where this is going. You're going to pull the whole millennial thing now. <laughs> no, just so what would you say? What would you say if you? I would you... say go for it. You know, I would say you know if that's if that's what you want to do, then then you do it. You know, you uh, you strive for that dream. I can't. You see, you, see, you know, <laughs> see. Here's the thing now. Like, so, like, a lot of people get pissed off at millennials because that they, they think that they're special and they can do yeah. whatever they want and all that kind of stuff. But the thing of it is, is that you know, like, our parents taught us to, you know, we were in raised with the mindset that we can do whatever, right? Yeah. And you know, it's gonna be, it would be so impossible for me to change my mindset, being like, well, honey, I don't think you really have a mind for politics. You know what I mean? Like it would be, <laughs> I don't like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to be discouraging to her. I suppose you need to find a middle ground where you're being encouraging, but at the same time you're being realistic. Yeah. Because if I had a child and they said they wanted to be like the president of the United States, I wouldn't want to say to them, "Well, you can be the president of the United States if you try hardest." Because you know right. what is the actual chance of them becoming that mm-hmm. the president? It's kind right. of like so low. Right. Right. It's kind right. of like you don't want. You don't want them, them to set themselves up for failure. What I'd prefer them to think is, you know, if you're the if you're the president, that's good. Whatever you are, 
as long as you do your work and you take some pleasure in your work and you take some meaning out of your work, then right. you'll be happy. It's kind of like you want to get <laughs> you want to you want to get that thought over there, but without also saying you know. But you're probably never going to be the president, right? So, yeah, right, right, right. Well, I think you know, like you know, you were saying like when when our last chat, you were talking about how yeah. when you went to your dad and said you wanted to be a journalist, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's like that was. And he, what, what did he say? He wasn't too. Well, he said I was like failing English or something like that. Right. So I would never be a journalist. Right. But so, it's like, and then like you were kind of saying like how that kind of changed a little bit of your your life. Yeah. Path. Yeah. You know, and I I think that you know kids like I think you said it perfectly. I think kids definitely need positivity, a positive lean on realism. Yeah, like positive a, but realistic. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, no, that, was, that was that was perfect. Yeah, because I don't I mean that's that's gonna be tough. That's I, something I don't you have know to think about. This. Yeah, maybe they need to write a book, which is just like questions that <laughs> yeah. your child might ask you, and then you can like study up beforehand. That and, would like, be like the ultimate birth control. Can you answer these questions? If not, you're not ready for a kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that point, I think we'll we'll end. Should we end with some small talk? Sure. So, what did you think of the eclipse? All right. So <laughs> there was a. There was a, a solar eclipse yesterday right. in uh, America, which is what you're talking about, mm-hmm. and it was just a partial eclipse in in, in Florida. Uh, Florida. Now I think it was like eighty percent of the sun was covered. Now what I didn't realize beforehand is if even if it's eighty percent covered and you glance up there, <laughs> you can't even tell that it's covered because nah. you can see it just looks like the sun. So we had to use some glasses to see it right. and. Personally, I wasn't too impressed. It was like, <laughs> I'm just hard to impress. It wow. kind of made me feel a bit like when I go to see the fireworks. And, you right, know, right. for the first five five or ten seconds, you're like, wow, this is amazing. But then it just keeps going on. You're kind of like, all right, what's yeah, next? Right, move on, yeah. But that's just my... Well, no, I... But how did you feel about it? I thought it was cool to see, for sure. Um, but I thought it would have been cooler if, you know, we were in that, like, strip of, like, what, 100%? Because uh, like my my cousin's in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, yeah, and like he's a teacher, and all their all the schools called off because they were in like the uh, what do they call it, the path of totality. Mm-hmm. So they really it really did go pitch black for a couple minutes, and uh, like all the uh, like the crickets started chirping, all that kind of stuff, and they were able to see the stars. So that's cool. Like if we saw that, that would be pretty neat. <laughs> but us, all we did was like kind of hurt our eyes a little bit and look up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I suppose. My, the way I've been thinking of it, it's probably quite a negative way because it's like I'm expecting, you know, every every event I go to, everything to be like something I'll remember for the rest of my life. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you got to lower your standards, man. Got to lower my standards a bit. Because <laughs> I don't think we're going to be talking about this in 20 years or the eclipse. We're not going to be seeing... When no, you, we'll be talking about the next one. <laughs> when, you're, uh, when your daughter grows up, you're not going to be saying, oh, I remember where I was in 2017 yeah. when I saw the total eclipse. <laughs> well, there's another one happening in 2024, so maybe we'll uh, a... make that one more memorable. All right, seven years. All right. Hopefully that it. one's good. <laughs> All right, so thanks for coming on the podcast, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Glad it's been to nice be to have you on. Thanks. And uh, hopefully everybody's enjoyed it. So, yeah, goodbye. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Have a great day. It's a nice thing to see.